this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. It's good to be here digitally. It's always good to dial in, take time at home, you know, manage everything else that's going on, but just take time to settle in and just focus on God for a while. You know, once a week, it's just awesome. Um, As we go through this time, it's just great, I think, to get away from the distractions sometimes. There's just a lot of noise going on. It's always good to focus in and go, this is what life's all about, really, isn't it? So I want to... Start with a question today and ask, um, have you ever seen someone or perhaps you've been the person where they just really misread the room? You know, perhaps they, uh, they dropped a joke that just landed like a, like a brick or potentially someone just completely misinterpreted what you said. You know, you, ask, you say something and they nod and then go do the complete opposite thing. I, um, I know when that happened to me once and it was, uh, it was a while ago. It was in my first year in the army. I uh, was a trainee at the time. And at the time, I was learning how to drive uh, armoured vehicles. So we were going through the bush and going up and down hills and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, we, um, we got bogged in a creek. And so I was standing on top of kind of the equivalent of a bonnet, except it's an armoured vehicle. But, um, so I was similar to like what the stage is. I'm kind of standing up here and looking at what we can do and all this. And I was the lowest rank in the army at the time, um, aside from being a recruit. I was a, a private. Uh, my rank was trooper. And I remember standing on this bonnet and uh, the sergeant, who is a senior, a soldier who's been in the army for 10 years or so, um, and, you know, they're the instructors and just like in the movies, they'll yell at you and make you do push-ups and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I remember he was my instructor and he was saying, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to winch or whatever it was. And then he said, and he was standing on the ground and I was standing on the bonnet and he goes, yeah, all right, uh, Brownie, jump down. And he's kind of held his hand like this. And I remember thinking, I've got a choice here. I can either, I think he's holding out his hand to like help me down or he's just saying like get down and kind of gesturing. And so the two options I had was either ignore it, jump down and he thinks I'm rude and he's got it out and then he's going to have it out for me for the rest of the course or I'd grab his hand and jump down and he just did not expect me to hold his hand and I look, look like a weirdo. So anyway, I went with the option of grabbing his hand and jumping down. I'm like, oh, well, it's a risk. And, hey, it is kind of safer. I didn't want to roll my ankle or something. So I jumped down, and there's that half second of, did I make the right choice? And I'm like, I got to jump down, and I look at him, and he goes, what was that? Princess here, you need a hand down, do you? And I was like, damn it, damn it. I made the wrong choice. I completely misinterpreted that. And I was just so bummed out. Anyways, for the next day, he just called me princess. He's like, where's the princess? Princess is. As we're driving, he is in the armoured vehicle. He kind of sat behind me in the turret and I'm sitting down driving. And he'd be like, all right, princess, go left. Princess. It just became, and I'm just like, damn it, damn it, damn it. And the fact that I remember this 10 years later, it really stuck. You know, it was embarrassing. Like I just completely misinterpreted what he was trying to go for. Anyway, um, sometimes I wonder with God, if God is trying to send us a message and we're doing the same thing, that we are completely misinterpreting what he's saying. Like if we are really listening 
or just going, oh yeah, yeah, that's what you mean, and running in the wrong direction. Sometimes I wonder if God is wishing that he could just, you know, call us, oh, princess, you've, you've done exactly the wrong thing. And uh, so this message I want to um, speak about today is uh, hearing from God, listening to God. And so I want to go to Proverbs 2, uh, the first couple of verses there. And it says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. And it's awesome, this scripture, because it really lays out sort of the progression of how I want to talk in this message, which is why should we be listening to him and the, and the how and then the what. And, and I want to start off with, you know, why essentially we should be accepting his words. He says that scripture, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, you'll turn your ear. So it's hearing. It's, it's a spiritual listening. Obviously, we're not in the Old Testament and God is not ripping open the clouds and sending angels to um, talk to us directly so much anymore, or it might happen. Um, but it's a spiritual listening. So talking today about listening to God. And I want to start off with essentially why. Why we should be listening to God. Because sometimes I think it's an assumption like, yeah, yeah, we of course listen to God. But no, no, let's boil down to really why we should be doing that. You know, not just assume that's something you should be doing. I think it goes back to one of the, the core um, reasons why Christianity is really different as a religion, so to speak, when it's, when you, when it's compared to every other one that's out there, is that Christianity is a relationship. It's through grace. It's not a list of rules and it's not an adherence-based religion. Here's the list of things. Do 10 out, of, 10 out of 15 and that equals this. It's a relationship. It's all based on your love for God. And the reason I go to that is because in any relationship, spiritual, on earth, digital nowadays, whatever it is, communication is an essential part of that. You really can't have a relationship if there is no communication or if the communication is only one way. There is no relationship. And so that's why I want to start with why we should be listening to God is because if we hold God in our hearts as, as we do to love him, then it only follows on from that that we would listen to him. And if we're not listening to him, then we're not truly holding him in our hearts. And our relationship with him is really not a, a true relationship. It's, it's really a, a superficial one. And I guess the point here is that, you know, two-way communication for relationship is key. And there's plenty of scriptures in the Bible that talk about him listening to us. And he hears us all the time. But what I want to get to in this message is when we need to listen to him. You know, it works both ways. It's very easier for us to go, yep, God is always there. And when I feel like, you know, I'm down, I feel like I need something, I just go unload and he takes my burdens off me and that's great. And that is an, a whole other message. And it's true. But it, the inverse is just as true. Because sometimes God is trying to tell you something and are we always listening? Are we always really hearing him? Or sometimes are we just kind of nodding and going, yeah, 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 got it. Or just not listening. Have you ever 
just realize when you're talking to someone, you can kind of tell they're just like, the, mm-hmm, yep, yep, their eyes glazing over. I'm sure you guys have done it when you're listening to someone, having kids, yep. Uh, you're like, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, yep, cool, got it. Yeah. How many times do you think you've done that to God? You know, God's really trying to get a message through and you just kind of eyes glaze over like, yeah, yeah, hmm, got it. Or maybe, you know, when you hear someone talking and you just kind of don't understand fully what you're saying, you're like, yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder how many times we've done that to God. And he's like, I'm God, so I know you're not really listening. And you should be, because I'm God. <laughs> I, I know what's up. And so I wonder, are we really trying to hear from him? You know, um, listening to God, I think the key there is that listening to God is more about him than it is about us. It's about holding him higher than anything else in our lives, blocking out everything else so that we can focus on God. I want to challenge, and I know I've been guilty of this so many times, are we only trying to hear from God when we kind of want something? Like when we want an answer, you're like, I don't know what I should do here, I'll go listen to God now. Or are you listening to God all the time and perhaps you wouldn't have to be answering that question if you had listened to him leading up to it? Are we only wanting to listen to God so he can give us, you know, the right way to go? Or like in the scripture in Proverbs, the final part there where it says to deepen our understanding, to to increase our knowledge of his will in our life, not just for one particular component, but for everything, to listening to it, listening to God all the time, listening and staying in tune with the Holy Spirit all the time, round the clock, so that when you do need an answer for something, you're already there. That, that communication is already happening. Not like, oh, okay, well, I better, I better get into my, my space of listening for a change. No, no. God always hears us and he's always going to be there for us. We need to make sure that that communication is always happening daily, not just on a Sunday, not just when you feel like it, all the time, you know, because sometimes it's we're going to make mistakes. God is not going to give you the answers to everything. But so long as we're listening to him, we're going to learn from it. He's going to stretch us and allow us to grow so long as we have that humility to always be in tune with God. So moving on, you know, how are we listening? How does it go about, you know, what's, what's the go? Um, and again, that first scripture in Proverbs, it says, make your ear attentive and incline your heart. Seek it like treasure. It describes it as silver. And so I think it's really important, you know, I need to understand sometimes that the word of God when he's talking to us is precious. The creator of the universe is talking to us. We need to seek it like treasure. It is a precious resource to be hearing from God. And it's, it's a real detriment to ask if we're not. We are constantly invited by God to hear from him and how many times perhaps that I have not done that where I just thought, no, I've got the answers here or didn't even consider this would be something that I should put out for God. And, and that idea of seeking it, you know, seeking, let's say it's treasure. It's not something you're going to do just on a casual basis. You know, if there's treasure out there, I think you're probably going to go after it. It's not a, oh, yeah, I'll buy a lotto ticket and then just wait and see what happens. It's, no, no. You're going to have to really go after it. You know, an intentional, deliberate, conscious effort to listen and go into his presence. There was a book that I do not remember 
the name of, and uh, I'm sure my mother could remember it because I think she gave it to me, but it was a book on prayer, and I remember one of the key first points on prayerfulness was intentionally stepping into the presence of God, like dialing into a radio to a very like old school, like into a specific frequency, not just kind of, all right, here we go, prayer time, let's go. It's like, no, no, take the time to intentionally dial into to God and to come into his presence. I want to move to, um, and this is, you know, an awesome story in the Bible, an example of listening, and it's in uh, 1 Samuel 23. Uh, story of David, and it's, it's when David was not yet king, uh, but he was on the run. He had been ordained by Christ to be the next king, but the current king Saul, Saul was not a fan of that um, and was hunting him down. He was trying to kill him. So David had a bunch of followers and they're on the run. And at the same time, the nation of Israel, which David was ordained to be the king and had that responsibility for, despite being on the run from other parts of the army, was also under attack and under threat from other nations. So David at the time, he's got a lot going on. He's being hunted by his own country and also other countries trying to invade. He's, he's got it on both ends. He's got a lot going on and he's a young dude. And uh, so he uh, is told by his, uh, his intelligence guys, his spies, he goes, so the, the chapter starts off with, with, when David was told, look, the Philistines are fighting against Kayla, I should have practice that pronunciation, and are looting the threshold floors, he inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go and attack the Philistines? The Lord answered him, go and attack the Philistines and save them. But David's men said to him, here in Judah we are afraid. How much more then if we go against them, against the Philistine forces? Once again, David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him, go down for I am going to give the Philistines into your hand. So David and his men went to that area, Kalah, fought the Philistines, carried off their livestock, and inflicted heavy losses on the Philistines and saved the people of Kalah. I think this is awesome because in this little piece here, David has gone to God twice for the same thing. He's, instead of rushing out and... You've got to remember at the time, David, he's a young, probably under a lot of stress, military commander. I absolutely guarantee as soon as his intelligence guy says, hey, these people are being attacked, he had a plan come to his head straight away. And he could have easily gone, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go this, 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 bang, let's go. Let's go make it happen. I know exactly how young military commanders think. Um, and I, I know it. He just would have come up with a plan. Maybe he would have brought in some of his more senior soldiers. And he could have just come and gone... Let's go. Let's execute. Let's go do it. Execute the plan. Not, yeah. Um, Let's go do it. Let's go make it happen. No, no. He's gone immediately. It's like in the same, it's in the same sentence. He sought after the Lord's word. He has gone and said, what do you, what should I do? And it it might have confirmed what David was thinking, or maybe David was thinking, this is too much. We've got to withdraw. We've got to get out of here. No, no. He's gone and got the look. The word from God straight away. And then when his men doubted him, he didn't barrel ahead and said, shut up, I'm in charge. He's gone again. Maybe he got his soldiers to dial in and go, listen, top dog said we're going to do this again. You know, He's gone twice. And I think it's really important that he is 
really sought after the Lord's word and listened to it. And then ultimately, he was victorious. It doesn't say, the Bible doesn't say, you know, David was thinking one thing, but God said to do another. It just says what God says twice, and David went and did it, you know? Maybe, maybe in heaven I'll ask David, like, what was going through your mind? And he was like, oh, man, I want it out of there. But the Lord said, I'm going to do this. Or maybe David was like, I wanted to, I wanted to get down there, and, and God confirmed that. And that's awesome, you know? So I wonder, you know, if we would just listen to God how many times, you know, he's trying to get through to us, and, he, and if we just took a moment before making a big decision or even a little decision to take the time, not do it on the assumption that, yeah, I'm living with God, God's with me all the time, my presence, my decision, yep, he's, he's on board. No, no, just stop. Maybe for an hour, maybe it was a day. It doesn't really say the time frame. Could have been a week. Could have been however long. I'm going to stretch it and say probably not a month, but maybe an hour. Just take the time to go into the presence of God, be it reading the Bible, be it praying, being worshipping, however we want to communicate with God, make that deliberate time to step into his presence before you need to do something and understand what his will is for us in this situation. You know, there are so many distractions now with everything going on, but also just modern society. You know, you're not living in a cave um, like David and living in, or living in a military camp, even a modern military camp where you've got no reception and nothing. It's so easy to get distracted and just go, oh, I should pray. Yeah, um, just pull up my phone. Hang on, i just got to check this, check that. Um, emails are on there. My work phone's on there. Like, so distracting. The 24-7 news cycle, social media, get in the car, the radio's on. Just remove the distractions for a piece. Turn it off. Disconnect from the news. Go for a walk alone without your phone. I know you feel naked. You know, you step out the door and you go, keys, well, not phone. Get just maybe keep your keys. But like other than that, maybe just walk with, without your phone for a change, without headphones. Just disconnect and make that time to go to God. Find God in the quiet. The, the physical and spiritual quiet to listen to him. And, you know, especially when everyone's locked up in the house, maybe you just got to collaborate, you know, with your, your family and go, hey, leave me alone for this time. I'm going for a walk. Um, for, sorry, like exercise. I'm going to out, outdoors for exercise under restrictions, all that. Um, so put your active wear on and go pray, you know, um, and take the time for that. Um, He's always going to be there. We just need to seek it, you know. And uh, it's sometimes then we just got to make sure that, you know, we're listening to the right thing. You know, it can be, it can be tough. And I, I think in the current, you know, climate of things, it's really important for us to understand what we're listening to is God and not all the other noise. And, and I've, I've kind of boiled it down, I realised over the last few months, that really the key you know, criteria when I feel like I'm listening from God and not everything else is that God doesn't communicate through fear. God communicates in love. He is love. There is so much fear out there right now. Constantly. Any news channel, any social media outlet, whatever you, even just talking to people, it's just fearfulness. God doesn't communicate and scare you into submission, into making decisions. That is not God. He wants you to grow in love. 
If you know, if you are unsure about something and you just feel scared afterwards, it's probably not God. You know, if you feel anxious and you know, just like oh, it feels all overwhelming, COVID numbers or whatever it is, you know, job. It's not God. Go to God and there is peace and love there. If you feel calm and peace and love, there's a probably good chance that that's God talking to you. But if it's the opposite, because that is not God. The devil wants to strike fear and get you wrapped up in a circle of fear and a negative feedback loop. The more scared you get, the more susceptible you are to listen to the fearfulness and that makes you more scared and you just downward spiral. You know, God wants to lift you up. God wants you to have a victory over fear. God wants you to listen to him, to be positive, to feel victorious and keep going up, not to get dragged down into the world. We're above it, yeah? We don't need to worry about it. God's got it under control. The climate change, it's got the the weather, the economy, the COVID. God's got it under control, yeah? So put your trust in him, listen to him, and don't get dragged down into the bog and in fear, okay? So what happens next? You know, we've listened to him, we're, we're ready to go, and we've heard from him. So what, what happens? You know, I'm going to go back to that first scripture in Proverbs, which is then. At the end of that stanza, it says, then you will understand the fear of God and the knowledge of God. Find the knowledge of God. You will understand the knowledge of God. And I think it's really important there that the knowledge of God is not our knowledge. This is not our own understanding. It is God's understanding. And it is humbling sometimes to accept that that is not something that we can understand. You know? Meaning, you're going to be challenged. If you are listening to God all the time, it's going to be challenging at times. If you are going through life seemingly listening to God and you are never challenged in the spirit or the mental and I don't think you're listening. You are not listening at all. The Holy Spirit is going to come to you and sometimes pose some challenges. I think you should go do this. I think that's, you know, you should talk to that person about it, whatever it is. And you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I do not want to do that. You know what? That's probably not God talking. No, 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 no. That's, that makes me scared. That's fear. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. It's very, very easy to explain away when you're, when you're listening to God. It's very easy to apply some sort of rationale and uh, when you're challenged by God, to not do it. If you are not challenged by something God has spoken to you about in the Word or in church or your leaders or your community, then you're not listening. It's that simple. Stop going to God just to validate your own opinions. I think that's a problem that I've definitely been guilty of is, you know, I come up with an idea and then I go to God and say, is this good? Yeah. Wasn't listening, you know. Go to God with an open heart before you come up with whatever it is in your mind. Because he's going to show you that way and through peace and love. But often I feel like we are guilty in our own human you know, mindset of trying to, trying to come up with solutions. That we, we come up with a solution and then just go to God to go, is this all good? Sweet. It makes sense in my mind. So that must mean that the understanding. No, no. Be open to be challenged by God and to be stretched. You know, to, to get out of your comfort zone. Because I think it's... Um, it's, it's just too easy sometimes to use our human logic to apply to a situation why you shouldn't be doing that particular thing that turns out, you know, everyone in your life and God seems to be leaning towards, but no, nah, it doesn't make sense. How do you know sometimes, I guess, is the difference between your own understanding and, and God's speaking into your life? Well, 
And this is why it's really important to be in a church that is connected to God and have a community around you that is connected to God. You know, confirm, your, confirm what God is saying through, to you through your, your church leaders, your brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, stay connected. There's a reason why from the very get-go, Jesus, when, you know, Jesus left, he established the church. It wasn't a, okay, everyone, set up your little cross at home and that's it, you know, and follow the Bible. No, no. The cross is at church. There was, a, there was a community around it right from the book of Acts, right when they established of the church. And that legacy has come through to where we are now. And that is why he speaks about, you know, at the kingdom of Christ to confirm and can keep ourselves accountable, really. You know, there's a good chance if you think you've heard from God, and you've been listening and you've been praying about something, and no one else in your life is on board with that, there's a good chance that you're not really listening. You know, if your leaders are not on board, your parents, your Christian, your brothers and sisters in church, you're like, I don't know, man, I've been praying about this too. And that just seems, I don't think, uh, I don't think that's right. Then the chances are you're not listening. And then you should be going back to God with perhaps remove away whatever opinions you had before and maybe pray with someone, maybe, um, and, and really reassess because I think it's too often we're just coming up with our plan and then saying, hey, God, this is what I'm doing. All good? Yeah, sweet. Um, rolling, riding solo is not, our, is not God's plan for us. Amen? Look, as we finish up, as the band comes up, I want to start, encourage you, you know, while we're listening to God, to really stay connected um, in the community. While we're in lockdown, it can be awkward and tough sometimes you know there's a zoom meeting plan you think i don't want to show my kitchen on zoom or whatever it is and and that's okay but i'd really encourage you to really just push through some of the awkwardness of digital or maybe learn it all maybe it's just a phone call maybe it's a text stay connected with each other because as a community i think it's really important that we hold ourselves accountable and listening to stay connected with god remembering that you know when if we're in a relationship with god then we need to listen. And as, as we listen, our understanding of the will of God is going to grow and so is our wisdom. And I think it says in the book of James, it says, once you've understand the will of God, then go do it. So go do it, church. Listen to God. Understand His will and go put it in action. Go defeat the Philistines in your life. Go take the time Take the, the, the quiet, take away the distractions. Go into the presence of God to understand His will for you because He has a plan for you. He has a plan for every single one of us and He's waiting to tell you. Don't turn away the will of God and don't be distracted by everything else. God is trying to talk to you personally and if we don't listen, it's not going to end out well for us. But if you do listen, we're going to have victory over our circumstances. We're going to have victory over the, the problems of the world and your life and your family and the church is all going to benefit. Amen. All right. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.